You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. So I want to talk to you this morning to help you to face your challenges and view them in a different way. The way and the manner that God works in every person's life is different. The biggest mistake that you can make is to compare yourself to others. God has got His own way to unfold and manifest His will, plans, and purposes in your life. The thing that hinders people the most is that they don't understand or have a revelation of what time and season they find themselves in right now. If you know in what season you're in right now, young people, it's your season now to study. You're at school. Focus upon that is when you start focusing upon other things. I want a boyfriend. I want a girlfriend. Those distractions are oftentimes the very thing that can destroy you. Or it brings your grades down so that you cannot accomplish your purpose that God has got for you. And you find many people doing what they were supposed to do when they were younger at an older age. Just because of decisions that you've made in your heart. We are not here just to preach the Word of God but to live the Word of God. The miracle. Many people are looking and trusting God for a breakthrough. They're looking for a result in their lives. If you are only looking for the result and not the relationship, how will you maintain it? We are not here to preach the Word of God, to tell people what to do, but we are here to live the Word of God. When you start living the Word of God, that which God has planted on the inside of you, that Word, one Word that God speaks, is enough to give you victory. We're not here just to preach words, but to show the manifestation of God's power. To make the Word of God a reality. In the same way that you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you, the same way you can believe the Word of God. They are equal. Jesus is as real as the Word, and the Word is as real as Jesus. If you say, Jesus, help me, the answer, the help, is in God's Word. It's the Word of God that will give you the victory, that will give you the breakthrough who is Jesus Christ himself. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of James chapter 1. People oftentimes say, I'm taking a step of faith. It's a huge risk. Faith is not a risk, but it's a sure and practical act. You can act faith. Amen? Listen what the Bible says. James chapter 1 verse 12. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. If your faith remains strong, even while surrounded by life's difficulties, you will continue to experience the untold blessings of God. True happiness comes as you pass the test with faith and receive the victorious crown of life promised to every lover of God.
tests and trials and tribulations will come. That's what the Bible says. It says when you start giving up things, God will reward you and give all those things back to you. Whatever sacrifice you make for the kingdom, God will reward you and give those things back a hundredfold in this lifetime. But he says, with tribulations. So when you are facing trials and tribulations, it's simply a test for your faith. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5 that test yourself to see whether you are in faith. Do you know faith has got a language? And doubt and unbelief has got a language. Paul says, test yourself to see whether you're in faith. Why? Because faith is the only thing that pleases God. You can see when somebody is in faith and when they're not in faith. And you know, when you're not in faith, it can change. Remember, family, listen to me. God is on your side and He's here to help you. Remember the Father that came to Jesus and He said, My son is demon-possessed. There's a demon here. The devil is destroying my child. Jesus said to him, Do you believe I can help him? The father said, I believe. Help my unbelief. When we acknowledge our position before God, he's ready to help us. When he said, My faith is not as strong. When he said, Help my unbelief. Did his son still get delivered? Yes. Christianity is about the purity of our hearts, the sincerity of our hearts. When you come to a with a sincere heart to God, to the throne of grace, you will receive help. But oftentimes people come to the throne of grace with other things in their hearts, and they think they can outsmart God. They come to church and say, Lord, please give me this contract. Oh, this contract, please, Lord, give me this contract. And you see them praying and fasting for the contract. But in their hearts, they've already purposed how they're going to spend that money on themselves. And they have forgotten that they are blessed to be a blessing. And you think God cannot see that. What are the things in your heart that's keeping you back? Faith comes from a sincere heart. How does salvation work? We confess it with our mouths, but you believe in your heart unto righteousness. Family, when you are born again, it means this. Peace between you and God. When there's peace between you and God, you can come to God at any time. If there's peace between me and Simon here, I can come to him anytime. He can call me anytime. But when there's not peace, it's difficult. So number one, as a child of God, you should know that you are welcome. There should not be fear in your heart. 
There shouldn't be any condemnation in your heart. Any judgment in your heart. As a Christian, are you living with fear in your heart? Condemnation in your heart? Judgment in your heart? Fix this. Because God is not judging you. God is not condemning you. You don't have to be fearful in your heart towards God. God loved you when you hated him. Jesus married you, became one with you when you wanted nothing to do with him. Can you see the value of having a relationship with God? That's my sermon topic for today. The value of a relationship with God. Turn with me to 1 John 3 verse 19. Why is it important to have faith? Faith is not the problem. Believing is the problem. Faith allows you to see the invisible. Faith allows you to receive the incredible. To believe for the impossible. When your heart condemns you, remove that condemnation. God is greater than your heart. Amen? If I have to ask you now, how many people are living under condemnation? You'll be surprised. Just a few weeks ago, I had a conversation with a young man under so much condemnation about giving. He says, the Bible says in Malachi 3, you are cursed with a curse if you don't give. I said, do you believe that? He says, well, it's in the Bible. I said, yes, but that's in the Old Testament. He said, in the New Testament, God said, Christ has absorbed the curse. He's removed the curse. Do you know what is a curse? A curse is Ichabod. A curse is when you don't have God's presence in your life. That's a curse. But if you're born again and you have God's presence in your life, you are blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. Whatever you are facing right now is for a season. Because the blessing is greater than the curse. Light expels darkness. Can you see why you have to make sure that light remains in your heart? That's why it's time to let go of that grudge. To let go of that bitterness. Because these are the things that affect your faith. Your ability to believe. When you still have a grudge towards a brother. He got that contract and he was not supposed to get that contract. I didn't do anything. I know how he got that contract. Now I'm suffering and it looks like it's going well with him. Let go of that grudge. Let go of that bitterness. Because it's affecting your faith. When you are born again, nothing must affect your heart. Jesus said, the peace that I give you is not the peace of this world. It's a peace that comes from me. When you have peace here on the inside, you can have peace here. Then you can make good decisions. But if your heart is full of grudges and bitterness, you'll view everything through those grudges and those bitterness. And you'll be murmuring and complaining the whole time. Then you've become your own worst enemy. You think the grudge is hurting somebody else. That grudge is hurting you more than anybody else. Can you see why people's faith, why it's difficult for people to believe? Because of all these things going on in our hearts. Do you know what? Everybody goes through it. 
How do I know that? Because the Bible says in Luke 17, offense comes to everybody. Everybody means you and me. Can you see why it's so important to be conscious that you are welcome? Can you see why it's so important to be aware of God's presence in your life, that God loves you and that He wants to help you? Because if you don't have that conviction in your heart that God loves you, it's difficult for you to come to God. When you are angry with people, it affects your relationship with God. But when you are not angry with people and you're at peace with people and you love people and you have forgiven people, it's easy for you to come to God. Your relationship with people far more affects your relationship with God than what you realize. It's all about this. We say my heart is heaven. But how much of heaven is in your heart? Or is hell loose in your heart? Turn to the person next to you and say there's so much hope for you. Just because of what Jesus did for you. Family, when you cannot forgive people, you are destroying yourself more than anyone. You need breakthrough now. You need success now. You need victory now. Success, victory, breakthrough starts on the inside. Then you see the manifestation on the outside. But you're looking for people to do things to bring change in your life. If it changes here, it will change around you. Because now your view of everything will change. The Bible says, here's the key. Allow the Word of God into your heart. Meditate upon the Word of God. Get God's opinion about yourself. When the Word of God, Jesus Christ, dominates your heart and has the rightful place in your heart, it becomes easy. Not less difficulties, but then you'll have God's opinion about yourself. Turn with me to Proverbs 4. Answer me this. Does the Holy Spirit condemn? Who condemns? The devil. So if your heart is full of condemnation, can the Holy Spirit share a heart that's full of condemnation? Because he does not bring condemnation. That's why people are so confused. The Bible says this. This well on the inside of you it cannot produce bitter water the one moment and sweet water the next minute. Offense is sewage. Bitterness is sewage. Grudges, sewage. So if you have a bucket full of sewage, you know what we do? You have a bucket full of sewage. Now you carry the sewage. And you say, okay, I'm going to church. Oh, people cannot see the sewage. So now you throw out the sewage. And you put clean spring water in. And you come with a bucket. You say, I've clean spring water. What is that water going to taste like? Sewage. He says, this ought not to be. A vessel of honor is one that's been cleansed. As Christ has forgiven me, I forgive you. This is the value 
of having a relationship with God. Allow the word of God to dominate your heart. You know, I sit with so many people and I counsel them about their callings and their destiny. And their whole calling is based upon prophetic words that other people have given them. And you don't hear once God said to me, it's our generation. But if you take the word of God and you read it, and you allow it to become a part of you, you'll not just speak it, you'll act it. We're not here to preach the word of God. We're here to act and live the word of God. And for that, you have to allow the word to become an integral part of you. And when you allow the word of God to become an integral part of you, by its very nature, it will change you. And you find yourself acting with God, walking with God. Proverbs 4. Verse 20, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Listen carefully, my dear child, to everything that I teach you, and pay attention to all that I have to say. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Your spirit is your heart. He says, meditate upon the Word of God. Think upon the Word of God until it penetrates your spirit, your heart. Let me tell you something. Everybody gets negative thoughts. One of the most liberating things I ever heard is when the prophet was sharing with us. And he said, I also have negative thoughts. And I thought, no. The prophet, negative thoughts? No. But he said, he said, I also have negative thoughts. I said, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but then he said the following. I have trained my heart. To replace every negative thought with the word of God. So when that negative thought comes and it says, you are the tail. He has strained his heart to say, no, I'm the head. When that negative thought comes and says, you're going under. He says, no, the word of God says, I'm going over. When he says, nothing works out. He says, God is perfecting everything concerning me because I've set my love upon him. You know why it was so liberating? Because I can also read the Word of God. I can also memorize a scripture. I can also meditate upon it until it penetrates my heart. I might not be at that level, but I'm working on it to get better and better. You can make a decision today to be set free. To choose the Word of God instead of the lie. Turn to the person next to you say, you're going over, not under. Tell them you are blessed, whether you like it or not. If you're a Christian, you are blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. It says, then as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. It says, it will bring life into the very core. Your innermost part will have life. And when that life is there, it produces life. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians, says, you have now become a life-giving spirit. The first Adam was a living soul. But the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. And when we are in Christ, 
we are life-giving spirits. Now life can flow from the inside of us. This well springs up, and it's sweet water, not bitter water. When the world is shouting, it's not going to work out. Everything is falling apart. Everybody hates everybody. You can come and say, you know, I love you, my brother. I don't have a grudge in my heart towards you. I bless you, my brother. And you can show a more excellent way because Christ is on the inside of you. Amen. We need it in this country. If you're a Christian, you better be one with a difference. When people say hate, you say no, let's love. And not just say let's love. For the word to be real, you act it. You live it. We're not here to talk anymore and to preach and to tell you what to do. We're here to live it and to act it. Otherwise, we are wasting our time. Amen? Don't you the person next to you say, it's time for you to be a Christian. Tell them it's time for you to be born again. Not to be convinced in your mind, but to be converted in your heart. Tell him demons are also convinced. And they're going to hell. I'm born again and converted. I'm going to heaven. Amen. The problem that we have in this country today, in the world, we have too many convinced Christians that's preaching words and telling people what to do. And you're living Christ from your mind, convinced, but you're not converted. In your heart, when you are converted, when you are born again, that's the first work of the Holy Spirit. When you know you are forgiven, you can forgive as Christ has forgiven you. But we're trying to think it out here, man's wisdom. And we want to serve God. It's nonsense. Trying to reason it's to serve God from here. It's a lot of things from here that does not make sense. We try and use the wisdom of this world to understand Christianity. Ought not to be. Turn to the person next to you say, Jesus loves you. When you feed on the word of God, you're feeding on the wisdom of God, God's ability. Now when you're in a situation, you don't know what to do, and you've been feeding on the word of God, even as you get up in the morning, and you know there's going to be challenges subconsciously, your spirit is seeking out the word of God. What is the way to do in this situation? In a complicated world where there's so much hatred and unbelief, we need to step up and show that we believe the word of God, not just by saying it, Acting it and living it. Not the wisdom of this world. Listen here, 2 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 4. The message I preached and how I preached it was not an attempt to sway you with persuasive arguments, but to prove to you the almighty power of God's Holy Spirit. For God intended that your faith not be established on man's wisdom, but by trusting in His almighty power. Sometimes when you look at a situation from a human point of view, it does not make sense. You need God's intervention to trust in God's power to change somebody. Italia here, man's wisdom will tell you, sorry, you're doomed. But God's power, the name of Jesus has got another report. Where we can say, I'm healed. Jesus is my healer. You can have peace in your heart knowing your heart does not condemn you. You don't have to say, oh, why did this happen to me? 
That's what most of you do. When you face a challenge or difficulty, what did I do wrong? Sometimes you don't do anything wrong. All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's why God came to restore glory back to us. But when your spirit is sensitive, things can change. Family, listen to me. Don't do anything that will damage your heart. That means go to places that will damage your heart. Be involved in conversations that can damage your heart. Anything that can damage your heart, your spirit, stay away from it. Work it out of your life so that you can keep your heart sensitive. That's the secret. When your heart is sensitive, you can worship Him in spirit and in truth. And that's what God is seeking for. That's what He's looking for. So this is why we abandon everything morally impure and all forms of wicked conduct. Instead, with a sensitive spirit, we absorb God's manifestation, which has been implanted within our nature for the word of life has power to continually deliver us. You made that confession. I receive the word of God with meekness into my heart. Do you know what's the second part? Which is able to save my soul. To save my way of thinking. Where I'm looking at something and I think there's no hope. That word of God will help you to get God's wisdom God's ability, God's view on that situation. Then you'll find yourself quickly. You can storm any troop now with your God. You can jump over a wall with your God. Because God will show you what to do. Do you face it straight on or do you just jump over it? You need that leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit. What's going on in your heart is so important because it will happen in time. You know what is the key? Don't worry. To worry is not the solution. The word of God in your heart is the instrument for victory. That word of God that has been implanted in your heart, that is the instrument that God will use for victory. My children, with hope, where they said she would not be born, we would not be able to have children, it was one scripture. That I read in Romans 4, who contrary to hope, in hope believed, and he became the father of many nations. And as I read it, God said to me, who contrary in hope, in hope believed, and became the father of hope. He said, you're going to have a little girl, and you must call her hope. And I just held on to that one scripture. Not ten scriptures, not a hundred scriptures. If you've got ten scriptures, fine. That one word... Confess your ten scriptures and hold on to them, memorize them. One was enough for me, amen. <laughs> and today you see her, hope. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jaden, born premature. Why should that now happen to a pastor? Son born premature, 34 days in ICU. The first 14 days we couldn't even touch him. When we touched him like this, his vital signs went like that. I said, God, help me. What is the scripture? Because now I don't need words of man. Thus say of the Lord. I don't need that. 
I need that which is real. Lord said to me, Psalm 27, go and pray it there. The Lord is the light of your salvation, Jaden, you shall not fear. The Lord is the strength of your life, Jaden, of whom shall you be afraid? When the wicked came against you, Jaden, to eat up your flesh, your enemies and foes, they stumble and fell. When the wicked came against you, I declared it. One thing you'll desire, oh Jaden, that you may dwell in the house of the Lord, to behold his beauty and to inquire in his temple. Where is he today? Do you think that word is going to let him go anywhere? Huh? You can tell me a hundred stories. You think that word's going to let him go anywhere? Say, no, no, no. That word's been implanted in your heart. Hope. Where she goes, she brings hope. That word has been implanted there. You've heard my parents' testimony where I was dead as a little baby. And she gave me back to God. She says, Lord, I promise him to you. Do you think I could get away from that? I remember when I was naughty, we said, I've promised you to God. She says, how can you promise me to God? I must choose for myself. You can choose for yourself if your parents have made the promise that word is busy working on the inside of you and there's nothing you can do about it. You just don't change your confession. From a young age, you know what's the prayer they taught me? My parents that taught me at night when I prayed. You are a little child. God makes your heart pure. That the only person that will be in your heart will be Jesus Christ alone. When I prayed that prayer as a little child, I used to pray it with sincerity and say, Lord, please keep my heart pure. And today, by the grace of God, I can really forgive somebody and not remember anything. Because that word is busy working on the inside of our hearts. But oftentimes we come and we say, the Lord tempted me. God, why are you letting me go through this? The Lord himself cannot be tempted, nor can he tempt anybody. When you are tempted and you do things, it's because you've allowed those things in your heart. To say, I went on a business trip and it just happened. You're lying. Nothing just happened. I went to this place and in, in this temptation. You're lying, man. If you're a Christian, you should be praying, Lord, lead me not into temptation. What were you doing there? I'll tell you what you were doing there. Your friends told you they have a nice time there. And you allowed that thing to come into your heart. You started meditating upon it, thinking upon it. And then you went there and you sinned. Don't come with that nonsense. Maybe wisdom of this world. Oh yes, I know that feeling. It happened to me as well. And it just happened. Happened what? Nothing just happened. Hmm? Young people? You think we fall for that? No, no, no. I tell my children, we're born again. I have discernment. If you want to lie, I'm going to know when you lie. A matter of fact, when they sleep at night, I pray over them. I know what they are going through. I'm praying about those things. You cannot come and tell me stories. When I left ministry, when I left ministry and I started working, I was working for a Jewish man. Taught me so much. Had an open door policy. And I tested. I could always walk in, go see me about anything. But when I went for the interview, he said to me, very good friend of my dad, he said, okay, it's fine. I'll give you the job. You can do it. I need somebody with uh, what you've studied. He says, but what did you do before? I said, no, I was a pastor. He says, a pastor? 
He says, that's very good for business. I said, why? He says, because people will tell you one thing, but you'll know the truth. He says, that's very good for business. So now I'm in church business. You can tell me one story, but I know the truth. Amen. And God also knows the truth. So don't come and say things just happen. Even David. David knew women bathed at that time of the night on the roofs. He knew it. So he'd been thinking about it. It's like you, your friends tell you, hey, have you seen this program at, after 11 at night? If you watch this channel, you're going to see some stuff. What? Really? He said, no, no, no. I'm a Christian. I'm not going to watch that. Now you start thinking, what, what stuff? Uh, I'd like to see that stuff. <laughs> now you come and you say, Pastor, can you pray for me? I have a lust problem. Don't know what happened, how it happened. One night I was just going through the TV and flicking and just suddenly this one channel. You won't believe this one channel. <laughs> what do you mean just one channel? Just flicked by itself to that. Yes, it just happened. I was just going and then I saw it and then... Really? <laughs> I mean, the, the devil made you do it. No, no, no. The Bible says, your own desires in your heart. You wanted to see what's going on there. And your own desires took you there. It was when David walked on the roof, the Bible said, he saw and then he looked. Sometimes you can move around and you'll see things. Seeing things is not a sin. Come on. You just have to climb in your car and drive to Joburg and you're going to see things on billboards. When you see something, that's not a sin. It's the looking part that's a sin. When you see it, you have to train your heart and say, that is not for the eyes of a child of the Most High God. I'm not going to look. Let me read it to you. James 1 verse 13. When you are tempted, don't ever say, God is tempting me, for God is incapable of being tempted by evil, and he is never the source of temptation. Instead, it is each person's own desires and thoughts that drag them into evil and lure them away into darkness. Evil desires give birth to evil actions. And when sin is fully mature, it can murder you. So my friends, don't be fooled by your own desires. Can you see why you need your heart fully committed to God? The reason for the crisis in people's faith today is because they are partially committed to God. You love Jesus just as much as all the other things. So Jesus has become one of the things, not the only thing. It's not wrong to love your wife. It's not wrong to love your business and your children. But don't love them more than what you love God. Joshua. In Joshua 24, from verse 15 to 19, go read it. Joshua said to the people, I've made a decision. Me and my house, we're going to serve God. He says, you say you want to serve God with your mouth, but you cannot serve Him because you have other gods in your life. 
You have other things that you value more. Make a decision to not serve God partially, but fully with your whole heart. Everything that's not of God, get it out of your life. Because there's a reward for those who remain in faith. Even when you're going through a tough time, a challenging time, God will see you through. Ask yourself, what is the thing in my heart that I love more than God? Because the thing that you love more than God will become your God. And that thing will start to lead you. If money is your God, I mean when you love money more than God, money will start to lead you. It's very easy to see if somebody's commitment is partial or 100%. Do you know what needs to happen? You just have to go through a test or a trial. When you go through a test or a trial, we'll immediately see what's in your heart. Because your heart will always reveal the true you. We'll see what comes out of your heart. But if this treasure is full of the word of God, even in difficult situations, you'll be declaring the word of God. Can you see the need to serve God with your whole being, your whole heart? Listen to what Matthew 15 verse 16 says. Jesus said, even after all that I've taught you, you still remain clueless. You're still wondering why things are not working out, why you're confused. It is hard to understand whatever you eat enters the stomach only to pass out in the sewer. But what comes out of your mouth reveals the core of your heart. Words can pollute, not food. You will find living within an impure heart evil ideas, murderous thoughts, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, lies, and slander. That's what pollutes a person. Those things that you are thinking about in your heart, you'll first think about it, meditate about it, then you'll start to say it, and then you'll go there. Somebody will say, let's go to this place. No, 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 I don't think I'll go. I start thinking, maybe I should go there. I'm missing out on life. Then you think about it, then you start saying, when are you going again? Maybe I can go with you. And then you actually go. God looks at your heart. Some of you, before you even go to places, in your mind, in your heart, you're deciding how you're going to repent and say sorry for the things that you did wrong, even before you've done them. And you think God does not see your heart. Oh Lord, I'm, I'm going to be so sincere on my knees. I'll even fast for three days, Lord. I'm just going to go there, have some fun, do what I'm not, and then I'll come and say sorry, Lord. But it will be a sincere sorry, Lord. And you're working out in your heart how you're going to repent of sins you've not even committed. And you think God cannot see that. Anything that can damage your heart. I mean your way of believing. Don't do it. It's hurting you more than anything else. Family, we cannot sit on the fence. If you are partial, you'll sit on the fence. Remember, those that didn't say a thing and those who shouted, crucify him. Those who didn't say a thing are also guilty of killing Jesus. If Jesus forgave those who killed him, don't you think it's time to forgive those who have hurt you? When you are aware of God's presence, 
to say, I did not know, is no longer an excuse. I did not know is no longer an excuse. Because you know if I go to this place, I'm damaging my heart. I mean I'm damaging my spirit. And your spirit is the fountain of your faith. The word of God should be kept, should be guarded in a very safe place. Do you know what's the safest place to guard the word of God? In your heart. In your heart. When you guard the word of God in your heart, it will lead you, it will guide you. When you allow it to become an integral part of you, by its very nature, it will change you. You'll find yourself acting with God, planning with God. Family, do you know what is the greatest reward? One of the greatest rewards. The peace that you have. When you have peace, you won't feel condemned. Even when you're going through a challenge, you won't feel condemned. There will not be fear in your heart. You'll know that you are welcome. Do you know what is the most important thing? It is time to give Jesus Christ the rightful place in our hearts. When we give Jesus the rightful place in our hearts, you'll know that everything will be okay. You'll know that he will lead you by his Holy Spirit. God is here to help us, to take us from where we are to where he wants us to be. You have one life to live for Jesus Christ. And that life is so dear. Enjoy the rewards of being in a relationship with God. Not being convinced, but being converted. Not the wisdom of this world, but the wisdom that comes from God. Protect that peace on the inside in whatever situation you are facing. And you'll see God will lead you, He will guide you, He will take you from where you are to where He wants you to be. Seal up. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.